Hi everyone, I'm Portia. And I'm Namsa. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland Stand Podcast. Hey Porsche. Hey Norms. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. You look bouncy and happy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a good actress. <laughs> I'm not at all. It's actually been kind of a rough week. Oh, went through a lot, but I'm here and I love doing this. And you're here, and I'm so thankful you're here. And um, today, I think we're going to just have a bit of fun, loosen up, laugh, um, mm-hmm. and just not think about all of the stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just enjoy. So, today, we're talking about dating. Personally, I have nothing to provide in this episode because. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer dating. Um, well, I mean, this is the thing. You and I have always been, what do they call them? Old souls. Yes. Even in university, we just couldn't seem. I always imagined, I always felt like I was, you know, and those girls do, um, oh my God, how is it leaving my head? It's not hopscotch. It's jumping rope, but it's the one with people, with two people. Is it skipping? Is it just called double dutch? Yes. Okay. Like when people play double dutch and you have to get ready to hop in and I'm always just getting ready. I, I can never quite... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like it could never quite happen and if I did I trip and fell Same. which is why I called in the cavalry we have a guest today <laughs> <laughs> because we're actually talking about dating in the modern world and you and I yeah. are like 89 you know where we're from uh the 90s we were babies in the 90s we had never heard tinder came in when we were already like hey listen we're still learning how to play candy crush um, <laughs> yeah, I never you, even got into Candy Crush. That's how do you get into this? So I brought in, you know, one of my, I used to call Maureen one of my radical youth friend. <laughs> it's been a number of years and Maureen keeps telling me I'm no longer a youth. Stop youthing me. So, <laughs> but I still feel this way. <laughs> anyway, welcome well, Maureen. <laughs> Maureen. Maureen, Maureen if, in South Africa, if you're under 35, you're still youth. So oh. yeah. Oh, yeah, the I mean, UN has a hard cutoff at, at 32. So <laughs> South Africa will let you live. Oh, I mean, good to know. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's true. She does call me her radical youth friend, which is like quite a, it's like a long, it's a long title. It's, you know, it's like, short, anything. like, oh, Maureen, my radical youth friend, like every time. So long. <laughs> yes. So. I could tell the people why I brought you onto the pod, but I like for my guests that I bring to like guess why they think I brought them in for particularly the episode I brought them in for. (laughs) I think it's partially because I'm your radical youth friend. (laughs) And I think it's also because every once in a while, like when I see you, I'll pull out like a story of something that's happened. And I can see that it brings you like immense joy. It Um, really does. It really does. Because I like that you engage with life head first. You're completely (laughs) cynical. You trust no one. But you're like, I'm here. <laughs> a woman it's after so my good. own heart. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's true. You're not I wrong. I guess I'm yeah. going to do this. I like, guess I'm going to do this anyway. Mm. So before so we Maureen, get into... Um, yeah, tell us about yourself. Where you're um, from? What do you do? What's your vibe? Sure. So uh, my name is Maureen. Everyone calls me Mo. I'm 26. Uh, for the past five years, uh, I'd been living in Montreal. I just recently left because uh, my brother's getting married in a little bit. So I'm back in my parents' house. I'm in their basement right now. I'm originally from uh, New Brunswick, which is, you know, it's like Canada's Arkansas. It's kind of how I describe it to people who don't know. Maybe like Arkansas and like Maine put together, if that works for people who don't know Canadian geography. So it's, you know, it's a place. Go further back. Don't lead with New Brunswick. Lead lead with Benin. (laughs) My parents are... (laughs) And my parents are both from Benin. Yeah. But I've never lived there. I've only lived in North America. I'm a terrible immigrant child. I hate plantains. Um, <gasps> yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big, it's a, it's an issue. I hate plantains. I don't like rice and I am a vegetarian. So. Wow. <laughs> the aunties love me. They love me. Why do you want to kill them dead? Yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah, actually. Actually. I literally um, just had plantains for like breakfast. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> cannot. Cannot not. Every time I'm home, my parents are like, what do you eat again? What is this? <laughs> like talking about tofu or something? Yeah, quinoa. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my relatives say to me out loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I think that's it. I, oh yeah, I like, I'm a nonprofit worker, specifically with youth around issues of racial profiling and policing and then also youth mental health. It's kind of my, my jam. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. We're going to do things a bit differently and we're going to start with a quick flame game so we can get to know you better before you start telling us your dating nightmare stories um okay. but also the good dating stories yeah, yeah so good sometimes they're one in the same that's what's kind of fun mm. oh <laughs> sometimes they're the same one you know yeah and also just to explain because we imagine it's confusing to first timers unless you've listened to the podcast before which i'm going to assume you have don't correct me <laughs> uh, quick, <laughs> quick flame is because it's our take on rapid fire questions but we need it to be different <laughs> i also just couldn't remember what it was called <laughs> <laughs> okay so question one I'll, yeah. I'll do this one well, you know and we say quick I say this every time we ask someone I'm like I say quick and then I ask this question the, the antithesis of like answering quickly but try are you where you thought you'd be at this age or stage in your life and if not where did you think you'd be? Oh my gosh, absolutely not. I thought I was going to be in charge of the UN at this point that <laughs> as like a 12 year old I thought I was going to be in charge of the UN or like prime minister or like some other like governmental, like nonsense, like bureaucratic job where like I had more money than I do mm-hmm. and um, more power. I also thought I was going to be married to one of the many celebrities I had a crush on. So if we're talking me at like 12, Nick Jonas, instead <laughs> he's married to what's her face. So I don't know. It's not so where it's Oh, that's Joe. Nick is no, he's married to Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Priyanka Chopra, which, you know, that's his choice. Um, <laughs> he's lost. This is this is choice. I think in like that in the professional sense, no. In like terms of how hot I am on the internet, yes, I'm like very proud wow. of somebody. The other day that I had kind of had a, a weird thing with was like, "How have you been besides being a Montreal socialite?" And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Are people seeing me on the internet and thinking of me as a Montreal socialite? Because that's everything I've ever wanted in my entire life." I like floated on that for like several years. I was like, mm-hmm. "This person I used to kind of date <laughs> called me a Montreal socialite." So, <laughs> in terms of my dating life, I don't think I had any thoughts about where I would be at this age because I grew up in New Brunswick with immigrant parents, and so it wasn't even something that I like thought about. I don't even know if it crossed my mind. I think mm. I, I still thought dating was nonsense and I didn't really, mm. I hadn't really considered what that would look like for me. Um, and besides like this kind of idea that I would definitely um in a relationship at some point with a celebrity. So, <laughs> Well, Nick, um, if you're listening, you're lost. Um, yeah, it is his loss. I'm not interested anymore. Like I'm fully over it. Like, he's, you're over it. You're not, over it. He's not doing it for me anymore. I'm so sorry. He's yeah. a dad now. So he's got to be not interested. Sorry. Wait, Brianna had um, a baby? Yeah, they had a baby via surrogate. Oh, oh I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite TV show and why is it Grey's Anatomy? Oh. <laughs> see, the wrong I'm on the wrong pod because I dislike Grey's Anatomy immensely. Oh, no. Any show that has that many seasons any show where like all of the hot characters have like disappeared <laughs> sandra O oh is not there anymore that was the whole this point of the true. show you know i'm true. following sandra O. Oh. you leave she leaves the show i leave the show so those are my thoughts <laughs> my favorite tv show hmm. you know it's really hard for me to say i think one of my favorite tv shows and i think perhaps the one that was like the most formative for me was this one this is british show called my mad fad diary that was on for a few years it's about like this girl who has pretty intense mental illness and is also identifies as fat and like how she's just living her life and trying to make friends and find love in like the 90s in somewhere in england like someplace that's like the equivalent of my hometown i think that show is so good not enough people watched it the soundtrack is amazing um just all great like 90s brit pop whatever which is what i was really into when i was in high school so i watched and re-watched the show also her at the end of this the show like her boyfriend probably is why i have difficulty dating now because every man in my i've ever encountered i just like compare to her 17 year old boyfriend and i'm like he's better 17 year old boyfriend is better <laughs> i've never heard of this show what's it called again it's oh it's called my mad fat diary i'll i'll type it in the mad i'll send diary. it to you it's okay. it's it's great it's so good it just makes everyone i've ever told to watch this show like comes back and was like this show changed my life and i was like yeah that's why i recommended it okay. wow that's yeah. good to know 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what is the, how would you describe the difference between summertime you and wintertime you? Oh, wintertime me is not attached to life. And summertime me is like really hot and cool. I think <laughs> okay. it's, it's very simple. Like, like yeah. if you see me in the winter, everyone in the winter me is like people coming up to me being like, girl, are you good? Like, are you okay? And <laughs> summertime me, summertime me is like, girl, I am good. Like I'm very good at the moment. <laughs> I do this thing in the summer that's like I've, all of my close friends know about this. It's like summer begins as soon as I paint my toes white. And as soon as I paint my toes white, I have like superpowers. Like I can do like I have so much like I have so much like hot girl energy. And if my toes aren't white, I don't feel that energy. Like, But the days when there was a day last year I painted my toes white and I wore sandals and like five different people commented on my feet which is like a nuts thing they're like whoa like mo like your toes like, in the really? same day yes yes <laughs> i swear i swear and i was just, just like wow look at these yeah. feet yeah yes well, i didn't know that maybe that's the trick maybe i need to get white toenails i i'm convinced that it does it has like magical properties especially if you're like a melanated human being like people are just like whoa you know I was like I said to somebody yeah yeah I said to somebody I was like yeah I was trying to be like 125th as hot as Megan the Stallion and he was like I think you're like operating at like a quarter and I was like (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay all right in sync or backstreet boys and why oh hmm. oh wow oh my goodness the tough questions. It's a tough this is one. A, yeah, I'm who? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say that it is Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's going to have to be Backstreet Boys because I like their outfits better. I think that's what, what it is. I like their outfits better. I think that answer. if you like, if you compare kind of like their the album covers, like that first Backstreet Boys album when they're like in that alleyway or whatever, mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah. giving a lot. They're giving a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't think NSYNC gave in the same way i also think nsync was maybe a little bit were they weren't they a little bit later so they're like more like yes. late 90s early 2000s while like you have like some real mid 90s kind of like mm-hmm. kind of vibes mm-hmm. from backstreet boys uh, yeah i would say yeah it's backstreet gave us outfits nsync gave us a lot of costumes mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so good that's so that's good. how i feel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i feel like backstreet also let everybody shine and NSYNC really put Justin and JC in the front to be like, these are our handsome ones. You know what I mean? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Justice for Joy Fatone, because you know what? We saw yeah. what he was capable of on Dancing it's with true. the Stars. It's true. I, do you remember when he was on it's Dancing true. with the Stars? He did amazing. And I was like, this is what this man could have been doing in Backstreet Boys time. if you guys had let the man with a goatee lead. But they were like, Justin, Justin, Justin. Joy, Joy yeah. is, I was really impressed with him. And came in second place <laughs> that year. I wow. was like, wow. You know? I mean, these are the things people need to be talking about, you know, mm-hmm. sticking with music. What is your favorite era of music, if you have one, and the artists from that era, if you can think of one? It's the 90s, fully. And it's like, I can't name one artist. There are different artists for different things. I think one of them is probably Blur. Mm. Um, and then another one is Missy Elliott, because Missy Elliott was just like, you know, oh my God. fully. The goat, though. Yeah, just the like goat. feminist icon, taught me how to be a human being, whether... You know, I realized it or not, like super duper fly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, oh my gosh, it's so fly. Those two. And so much joy, actually. Whenever I think of Missy, so, I'm yeah. immediately happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm and I'm so pleased about that. Cause I think of her as well, because she was brought up a lot in this conversation about um like body positivity and Lizzo and people mm-hmm. being like, Lizzo's not the first one. I still don't understand why people have to lead with hateration. I'm like, yeah. you always have to like compare and be extra and all this sort of stuff. But I did, I have, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, these are very different approaches. I mean, I think we live in a time now, which is very like hashtag, as you were saying, justice for whatever you can ask for justice for, you know, just like call out all the things that aren't working. So I guess Lizzo does have to artist with way more activism than Missy Elliott would have felt compelled to. If anything, probably she would have had to avoid doing it because why would you call your attention to that? But Missy Elliott innovated in both music and music video. And then when you look back, you're like, oh, this was like our body positive icon. <laughs> you remember the video Forget Your Freak On? Yes. And it was like, 100%. Uh, 
uh, 100%. When she goes quiet, shut your mouth, and the whole, the thing, and then the thing, she spits it out. I'm like, oh my God, Lucy. I spent so much time as a child practicing, because like I did dance when I was younger, practicing dance, because I was like, I'm going to be the kid in the work it video. That's going to be me. That was all I cared about. I was like, all I care about is being the kid in the gossip folk video. I'm going to be in past. Like, I'm going to be that person. Like I, I, I would hours in my bedroom doing the freeze hours in my bedroom, like trying to like slam my crotch against the wall so I could do like an oversplit because, and I was doing it for Missy Elliott and nobody else fully doing it for her and no one else. And that's still like a dream that I hold in my heart. Like I'm past somewhere deep down. Oh yeah. I got to say. Our, in our high school, we did a dance. I don't know what it was for. It was like a grade, I think it was a grade dance. High school also. And it was for, it was to party people. And like, it was this big thing. Everyone had to learn the choreography and this is for my people. And it was like, I was, I don't even know what grade it was. I cannot believe that we did that in high school. So proud. There's so much, guys. If you think about it, obviously we have to fight for adults who are enslaved in any way shape or form and trapped in systems and like down with capitalism and all that stuff but when you just think of like poor kids and teenagers man they are engaged in so many group activities (laughs) that make no sense and the thing is all the kids are cringing at the same time they're just like because as a child like when you're a teenager you're embarrassed by literally like everything (laughs) i wouldn't go to the store with both of my parents at the same time I was like, that's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Like you're, you're so humiliated by like being a person. And then they make you like be a person with other people, like in public. And then they like record yeah. it and put it in a book yeah. or like on keep a website. You, yeah. Come on, be nice. Go do it. Oh my God. And they're clapping for you and you're on the stage. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? What is this? Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, I have been telling the story. This will be the last thing I say because like we've strayed so far away from any dating. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been recently haunted by the memory of the fact that when I was in high school, maybe pre-teeny, like that in between, like June, you guys would call it junior something. But mm-hmm. um, we would have these school plays that everybody would participate in, like a whole grade or something like that. I was part of the chorus a few times, like the, uh, da, 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 and they would do makeup for everybody. But I was in a what? Predominantly white school. And they would put foundation on everybody. Mm-hmm. And all the black kids would be on that stage looking crazy. <laughs> looking like actually crazy. Ghostly? Like just white face ghostly. Everybody, in, and I'm just like, I can't you were in white it. face. In white face, and the show would just go on, you know? You'd come out. I remember I remember the song even. We were doing one about, like, women's live in the suffragettes. We won't let you forget we're the suffragettes. We will fight for the right to say what with a full ghost face just walking across the stage. People don't oh. care about us. <laughs> Where do we have digressed? Wow. So- wow what a time what a time so i'll slowly work through that trauma at some point (laughs) um (laughs) so let's get into what we came here for um we thought for just for the fun of it we would we weren't going to do we've done a few episodes that were like what are relationship deal breakers and we've had all these like sort of deepish insights into our relational life especially in the romance area as we've analyzed like various television shows that we have consumed but for the purposes of this episode what we thought was we'd take these archetypal ways of telling stories about dating that also generally at least for me have come from television right so we know all about the grand gesture right you got you have to absolutely wait until she he or they're about to board the plane (laughs) (laughs) to leave midtown and have a breakdown in your car and run you must arrive and then you go down on one knee and you propose or you hold a boom box you know that's the classic one or just something we um so that's like in the gifts arena and in the showing up arena and then we also have heard all the rules remember she's all that remember like wait three days before texting back whatever that Mm -hmm. is um Mm -hmm. and then everybody's always like here's my most embarrassing dating story or here's my nightmare of a dating story so basically that's it we just want to hear from i guess each of us if we have any stories (laughs) 
<laughs> if we've experienced any grand gestures, if we followed any rules and yeah, whatever sort of like, Ugh, that was a time I wish I could take back. <laughs> so many so, times. I'm thinking about the grand gesture thing and I feel like that needs to happen. The thing is the reason why I go on so many dates. Oh, terrible. Well, I maybe less so now. It was more so a thing that happened in the year 2021. And the reason that it happened was because I was literally mentally ill. Like I was not doing well. And I was like, this, this is, I was like, maybe the last time that I felt nice, I was like, you know, kind of seeing somebody. So like, maybe this is what I need to like feel nice again. And it turns out that was just a lie. I explored that avenue and it was a wrong avenue. And I've come out the other side with many and experience many a story and like at the end of 2021 like despair and like now in 2022 I'm like okay like we're still not like positive but it's not like the big negative like this is so gross I want to vomit kind of vibe Mm -hmm. but in this period of time when I was going on all of these dates or seeing people I went to go visit my older brother in Stockholm, um, which was like, you know, supposed to be like a fun, my parents were like, more you need to leave the country. You're being, we're like worried about you. So we're, <laughs> we would like you to leave the country and go visit your brother. <laughs> it was a really lovely trip. And I would highly suggest to people like when you travel to use dating apps, because I got so many great recommendations of things to do. Like, I was just like, mm. what should I go see? Uh. And people sent me all of these like great recommendations and you need to do this and this and this. And that was how I kind of planned how I did my whole time that I was there. I have heard about this. So mm-hmm. that's probably something good to talk about. As I said earlier, like we, I was from the time before the advent of the dating apps. apps. And mm-hmm. when I joined or when I first ever used them, it felt like it was very strictly for dating. Um, and then it sort of moved into this avenue where it's like, nah, 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 it's for hooking up. And now we're in this place where it's you for can tourism. Just use it to get recommendations when you visit. It's for tourism. Country. What do you mean? Like <laughs> it's for tourism. It's for tourism. I don't know about this dating thing, this for sex thing. It's fully for tourism. <laughs> When okay, a trip cool. advisor cool. isn't working mm-hmm. and it's confusing, you do it for tourism to get straight to the source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, because that, that yeah. them's the people in the streets. Them's they'll the people in the streets and they'll tell <laughs> they you. They are literally in the streets. They're literally in the streets. And anyway, I was talking okay. to this one person and he was like, oh, I don't have uh, a smartphone, so I won't be able to, to reach you when I when we show up, when we meet at this place, because we were supposed to hang out. Um, and basically what it, the equivalent of Stockholm's Times Square is, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the same principle. And I was like, tell me the name of a store and I'll meet you there. And he's like, no, instead I'm going to stand in the middle of this area with a sign with your name on it. Oh, oh no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it so much. And I, and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel necessary. Like, I feel like there are other things that we could do to like... <laughs> find each other and he was like no I already made this sign (laughs) (laughs) I was so horrified I was so horrified I ended up not being able to go anyway because something happened with my with my sister-in-law but so this man is just at his house with a sign with my name on it So you've had quite a few grand gestures. I've had, you know what? I don't know how grand they were. They were sweet. I remember in university, now understand, when I, my cousins are, my wine cousin's about two years older than me. And she obviously had gone, she's been in university for a while. And she says, when you start first year, make sure that you don't date any of the boys because they just want to get with the first year. So don't date in first year. I was like, got it in my head. It was my rule. Don't even mean boys don't come to me. So one of my very good friends and I, in the beginning of like a week, met um, this band, these like a group of guys and we just like clicked or whatever. But I have the rule. So I don't even bother like taking numbers or anything. Last day of the first term, um, we go. I go down. Like we have these jammies. They're like university bus buses that would take us between the different campuses and the different races. And I got onto the lower campus, which is the residence um, jammy, and I was going to my race. 
And so I get onto the jammy and the, this one guy that I did have a crush on and he turns out had a crush on me, sees me because he stayed in, at that camp, at that residence. He jumped onto the jammy. I was right at the back and it was packed and he was right in the front and he took it all the way to, back to my res, got out and he said, I just want to get your number. And then he took my number, got onto the next jammy. <laughs> it's like... Sweet. That's like so wild to me because that's like a time thing. That's mm-hmm. like a space yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. just rode a bus. I'd hate taking the bus. And this person rode the bus all the way to where you live. And then he back couldn't even he did twice. He did it twice. And he couldn't even speak to me on the bus because we were so far apart. Oh, oh my goodness. Strike while the iron's hot must be this man's main motivator. Oh. I'm like, actually- is this cute? Or would I be annoyed? I'm trying to figure it out. If that happened, I'd be like, <laughs> would I be like, well, that's the thing, right? It's always a fine line between scary and like, I don't, and also because, you know, it's hard for me to stay away from um, social commentary, just the way that like violence against women works and mm-hmm. um, the patriarchy, no offense, but it's if a man's been watching you from afar, <laughs> I'm a little bit like, is this love or is this likely to end in murder? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, I have to I'm say, safe. Yeah. and uh he wasn't watching me from a... This is a cute story. Okay? I mean, he was watching no, you from no, afar no, because no, no, you're, no, at the, no. you're at the... He was at the front of the jammy and you're at the back of the jammy. So he fully was watching no, you from I afar. was not... I was not meaning that vis-a-vis your story. I just meant in general vis-a-vis like, is this cool or he is this He was still creepy, watching you from afar. You know? you know? Is this sweet or is this true, scary? True, true. That's like... Actually, that's that reminds me... All of them, though. Of two situations. One time I was... um I was working at the... Like... I don't know, Ministry of Health was something. I was doing data entry. This was in like when I was in high school. I just had, it was like a weird job. You just had to type in people's names. And we were paired two by two. And there was a guy um, in one of the teams away. And he would just stare at me, like just at work. And me and me and my co-working partner, <laughs> she was always like, this is hilarious. He won't look away. Meanwhile, his co-working partner was always like, focus. <laughs> Well, you were. And it was a short gig. It was like a week and a half because I was between. Remember, I, I went to boarding school, so I'd go home for like a month and then go back to school. So I wasn't there for like the whole time they were doing this work. It was just a short little temporary gig. Mm-hmm. And the day I was leaving, and this was before you could text or do any of that. So there was an internet cafe downstairs that I would go down to to check my emails. Oh, um, auntie. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> so and that's oh. what I used to do on my break. I'd go downstairs to the internet cafe, give them my like little 500 francs or whatever it was. And um, I go down to the internet cafe. I do my little thing. I'm on my way back. I leave. And then he's just there. And then I'm like, hey. And he's like, he, he can't. He does. <laughs> oh, no, it's a whisper. He's He it's does the whisper. whisper. Yes. And then he's holding his Nokia 3310 in front of his face. And he's like, here. And he gives me his phone and he's typed out a text. And remember back in the day, we didn't have this QWERTY keyboard on the phone. He had to go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, mm-hmm. like to type every word. And it said like, hi, I'm Sam. I love you. Yes. And then he was being like, it was an honor to see you every day. as Because it was my last day and I had told everyone, you know, I'm leaving. That's it. He was like, it was an honor to work with you. Goodbye, basically. And I won. I think I was 16 or 17 at the time. And you were I fi- in high school. I was in high school. So f- and 15 and 16 in particular were my most um, uncompassionate years, like my most arrogant years, I would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I was mm-hmm. like, what is happening? Like, what is this person doing? Like, I didn't know how to, you know what I mean? I was like, thank you. You know what I mean? And I just gave it back to him. I was like, that's nice, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> How old is Sam? How old is Sam? He looked quite a bit older than me. He was in his 20s, for sure. Okay. Um, okay. Like maybe 23, 4. Um, and so that was early. That's in my teenhood. And at the time, I had zero interest. Like, I did not think about I really, I remember, I told, I've told Nomsa this before. I think it might have been also in consultation with a cousin of mine. How funny. They try to warn you. Where I was like, you cannot be serious about anyone before they are 27 years old. Because <laughs> that's only when at, before that it's just drama, 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 and nobody's serious. And I considered myself a very serious person. LOL, mm. I'm an actual clown. Anyway, so <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my essence is silly. So then, but that was so that was a teenagehood one. The other one that really was a grand gesture was I was 
with my colleagues having a coffee break here in Montreal at, um, I worked at this UN office and we would take these coffee breaks. So we go down to our regular little coffee shop and then the, the chick from the coffee shop like runs up to my, ta- my table and she's like, Hey, this is for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then she gives me a post-it and it has a number on it with this man's name on it. And then uh, she's like, yeah, he saw you, but you ran away. And then he paid me a hundred dollars USD to make sure that I deliver this to you. And I was like, what? Easiest money um, she's ever made. Easiest money she's ever made. But also, ma'am, did he tell you to hand it to me in front of my colleagues? And now we must gossip (laughs) for weeks with these people that I don't even like that much. No, that's a lie. Those people were really nice. That's about to be unfair. I really like those colleagues. But, you know, so that is a grand gesture I was, like, involved in, but had nothing to do with me. I did end up meeting him, and he told me that he saw me in New York and in uh, the Metro in Montreal. Um, And... And when he saw me again, that he works between New York and Thingy, he was like, I had to just meet you. But then it turned out, I think he had kind of like an East African fetish because he was all like, I like East <laughs> African girls. Like it was just, it got kind of weird. Um, also, and it, both your stories are stalkers. Um, so this is why I was saying to you, it's hard here, to know. <laughs> here's the thing about Sam though. This is the thing. That was so And here's here's the problem. It's because my, my like, my thing, whatever the, the bar or whatever, it's like in hell. It's true. It is. I'm just like, Sam didn't like, he just said, I love you. Bye. TBH said, I, I love like you. That. I kind of like that. Cause he said, bye. That means that you have no expectation. You have no obligation for me to engage with you. He was just like being like, you're really hot and cool. I recognize that. I will never see you again. Let mm-hmm. me just tell you that you're hot and cool. I yeah. like that from people. My yeah. ideal situations are random people telling me that I'm hot and cool and then never talking to me again. It's I true. Love That's that. true. Yeah, because That's you true. could ride that high for so many weeks. Like, I that ride- could just happen mm-hmm. every two weeks. You would be set self-esteem wise. For sure. This is my would- ideal. This is my ideal situations. I don't <laughs> need, I don't know that I need a stable relationship. I need someone to tell me that I'm hot and cool <laughs> twice a month. Not really contact me in the meantime. And I can just ride on that until the next time I'm told that I'm hot and cool. I don't know. I think I would have f***ed with Sam. I think I'm into Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay, so <sighs> rules, rules. Do you follow any rules? I think the best rule that I got was from my friend, Claire, who, when I was living in Europe, was like, okay, this is how you online date. Because I had zero idea. She was like, you get on there, you match with somebody, you talk to them. You double check if the banter is nice. Don't don't talk for up to a week. It depends because sometimes people respond at different rates. So if it is yeah. somebody who responds every two days, it can go longer. But the point is just to check, do you have good banter? And then if it's good, don't now start telling stories and getting tied into it. Just say, hey, <laughs> I think I've seen enough, maybe in a nicer way than that, you know, and be like, here is my real life number. If you want to text me to organize sometime to meet. And then you cut it off in the app. And that's how you keep from that endless sort of like, there's so many options. I'm talking to so many people. Da, 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 da. And so I think that's solid advice and it's good because you get straight to the date. Straight to the dates. Love it. Um, I think so. I, uh, I obviously, I don't have any rules with online dating. I never did it. Never. I No clues. Um, but I, my guide to dating was, he's just not that into you. The book on the movie. Okay. There was this thing. I was misled. Well, kind of. You know that part in the movie where the guy who dated, okay. Anyway, he tells the one lady that there's no such thing as a spark and that men made that up and, or Holly, yeah, men made that up and whatever. And really, um, when they say there's no spark, it's just them saying, you know, that they, they're just not that into you. And I think, and I can't remember if it was that in there specifically, but they spoke about go on three dates with the person, give them a chance. I remember there was this very nice man. I was in my early twenties, very early twenties. He was so nice. Um, and he, I can't even remember how I met him. I think he was a friend of somebody, a friend of a friend. And he asked me out on a date. I went on the States. And when I tell you I was bored as hell, he was so lovely. Like, you know, when you're on a date and you're like, this is the nicest person, but I couldn't care. We, there was no spark, but I remembered there's no such thing as a spark. I have just been told there's a thing. I just need to give him another chance and let's see where it goes. 
went on three dates and I just thought back afterwards, like I wasted a lot of time. I knew date one. I knew date one, but I believed this rule. So uh, my rule is when you know, you know, Mm -hmm. follow that. I think that's a good rule too. I think the issue though sometimes is when you're a nonsense person. So (laughs) in my case, I have a habit of having just like the worst first impressions of people. One of my best friends now, the first time I met her, I was like, who is this bench? I hate her. This girl sucks. <laughs> and now I talk to this person for five hours at a time, like three times a week on FaceTime. So in my mind, I'm like, it's very true that when you know, you know, but sometimes I'm like, sometimes you're too dumb to know. And I know that that's my case. <laughs> And so I don't have a three date rule, but I do have a two date one because I think sometimes you're able to cultivate things with people. And I know that sometimes the first time that I meet people, in most cases, I'm not actually. And I think about the people that I have been interested in and people that I have seen a while, et cetera. For the most part, the first time I saw them, I was like, this person's fine. They're they're okay. They didn't upset me. They laughed at my jokes. I laughed at their jokes. I'm not dreaming about them this evening. It's fine. That's usually how I feel kind of universally. And it's usually by the second date that something has occurred that makes me go like, oh, okay, interesting. Mm. You know, I feel like I need about five hours with a person for me to like get to that stage. And if the first day was only two or three, I need the second one to figure it out. So when I was in my year of going on too many dates, I would usually do a two date rule unless there was something really egregious that had happened. Like, you know, I didn't, I was super embarrassed (laughs) by the person (laughs) (laughs) No, or, you know, that kind of thing. Or it was just like, they were really sucked. I'd usually do two dates. It's like, okay, the first date is for me to figure out, it's for me to get over my weird bad impression thing. And the second date is for me to figure out, okay, you know, does this actually work at all? Am am I experiencing any level of attraction? I won't Mm -hmm. do three. Three, if it's, if it doesn't happen on the second, it's not happening for me. It's first, second, and then that's it. Um, This is a rule I've broken numerous times, (laughs) but it's one that's still, (laughs) it's one that still exists. It's one that that still exists. And I still think it like makes sense. It, it just mm-hmm. that usually it just that I have to like not be tired when this is happening. I have to not be exhausted. And it just so happens that like life is exhausting. So I, I don't always do this rule, <laughs> but it exists. And I think that for the most part, it, it has served me because the thing is by the second date, at least I definitively know if I'm not into somebody and it's not yeah. like a little what if thing, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's also by the second date that I'm able to place what it is that I like or dislike about them or what it is that's working or not working. I went on a, I went on a two dates last year with this person who I'm actually really sad about because I thought he was really lovely, super nice, really great, very cute, really kind. We went on two dates. And by the second date, I was like thinking, I was like, how do I want this date to end? And then I was like, I don't care how it ends, but I don't want to make out with this person. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. There you go. You know? Your friends. Your friends. Yeah. We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, so. when you have to, when somebody requests um, emotional availability and I'm like, you know, then I'm like, <laughs> oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have yeah. been nice to a fault. <laughs> yeah. I actually remember another grand gesture where a guy I knew from, he was like a friend of mine. He went to high school with my cousin and he lived in a different province. I won't say where. And when I was in university, um, so we, we were in, I was in Cape Town. I don't, he happened, I hope it is that he happened to be um, looking, getting a job, having a job interview in Cape Town. We had been like talking and like chatting. He'd sent me flowers, ro- like roses. Um, I think on my birthday, I, anyway, he then said, let's meet up when I'm there. And I met up with him for lunch. It was a very nice place. But you know, when you just, it is just that, you know, and uh, I just, I just knew it wasn't. And then, you know what the worst part is now? How do you let someone know that it's not going anywhere? How do you do that? With Like, how do you not ghost? I'm I, I have, I just a, was a, I have a notes app in my phone. I have a notes app in my phone with different phrases that I use. Yeah, you oh, have to compose. And I just cycle through them. You have to just compose a sentence um, that feels the most uh, direct but but soft that you can, and then feel guilty mm-hmm. until it. <laughs> but you don't even. The thing is, why feel guilty? I'm always no, just I like, mean, like because you'll feel bad because that's what the thing that keeps you that makes you feel like you can't say the thing is. You're like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, oh, but um, it's more hurtful. To be- it's like it often is more right. hurtful to not right. It's like mm-hmm. the ghosting thing, and the thing is, it's like. It's really hard not to ghost because it makes life so much easier. But then I'm always like, I'm like, I'm emotionally mature. I'm <laughs> like, I'm 
let me exercise them with this person who, you know, will probably to an extent appreciate that. And so it's always like the formula is like, hey, I had a really nice time these last few dates, but I'm not really seeing this going going anywhere. Thank you again for the beer. Hope you have like a nice week. The end. And usually the response I get back is like quite kind. And I'm like, wow, look at us being like adults. You can like communicate with each other. Like, wow, congrats. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's also because you're dating as an adult. Yeah. Because I was a child. I was was a child. I didn't know what I was like. Oh, yeah. That's definitely adult behavior. Mm -hmm. Child behavior is you definitely run away. Yeah, I didn't start dating seriously until I was in like my mid, like 20, 22 or 23. Mid 20s. I was like, where are you going with this? You're right. You're right. And my, it was like 22 or 23. You're right. You're right. It is early. And it was my my early 20s. But I think because of that, I was just like some of the nonsense that I think that I had seen my friends experiencing or doing themselves or just things that I was like, why would I do this? Mm. I don't need to do this. You know, I can just be upfront about things. And Mm. it's I feel like it served me really well. Um, I'm quite happy about it because I'm just like there's some I'm just like I was an idiot as a teenager. And the idea that I would be an idiot in proximity to another teenager and we would be idiots together makes me so anxious. I'm just like, I don't need that. Just like, you know, one idiot at a time, you know? Except that's that's not how it works. That's the entire point of adolescence is to be completely delusional, overly passionate, like... (laughs) And I did that. I just did that, like, being like, I'm waiting for Nick Jonas. The worst (laughs) thing is finding um, an email thread from when you were a teen and were like, is this the love of my life? Yes! You spelled things like you letter U in me <laughs> love love L-U-V. L-U-V. L-U-R-V if you're feeling particularly like jazzy yeah. I love love also took take to you sin you know just left out every vowel because apparently it's mm. things oh it embarrasses me as a word romance language it, it, romance it just language. It stabs me right in the neck <laughs> it's true um so i guess that is that leads us that segues nicely into embarrassing stories Anybody no have i have one last rule i think you this do. one's really important oh, yeah mm-hmm. this is actually my own personal rule and i actually want to get your take on this portia you might have already heard about this because i'm always yelling on the internet mm-hmm. um famously i'm a yeller on the internet on in my close friends on instagram because not everyone needs to know like my level of like delusion and like whatever <laughs> that can be it can no, be for my unnecessary why would you know. need to know so I have this thing where if I go on a date with somebody I actually usually dislike it a lot if they message me again after the date so after the date in the same day so if I go and I see somebody we went to the park we went for a walk whatever it was two or three hours I'm on the bus home and you're already asking me to hang out again I'm not about it. I get really, I get, I I hate it. And even, even when I like you, I might be like, oh, I always prefer for the person to message me the day after. And it's, it's one thing to say, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, hey, had a nice time. Hope you get home safe. Perfectly fine. Hey, had a nice time. Are you free later this week when I'm on the bus on my way to my house? Or I just got to my house makes me nuts i can't handle it oh, i find see. it stressful i find it overbearing i feel like i, I need to process whatever yeah i experience you know i feel like i want to process my time you know i want to then also i just spend like a whole evening with you i'm done with you i'm over it let me go live my other aspects of my life that don't involve you and it's just like and the other thing too is i'm not going to respond because i'm not in the headspace to respond and i know that about mm-hmm. myself and then i feel bad because i'm not responding to this person and they feel like they've been left on red because i'm not going to respond to them until the next morning that's like a big thing for me and i was talking to my friends about this and they were like you're nuts like what <laughs> like this is a dumb rule like i want to know immediately like but i, I understand wanna, like- what you're saying because it feels like a bit of entrapment because we just like you're not pressure. giving me time to process exactly and now mm-hmm. i have to you want the answer right now for if i'm still like into hanging out again yeah while i understand if it's me i'm gonna be honest if i really like the person we had a great date i'm beaming from ear to ear they're like so when can we hang again i'm like oh i am too i'm just gonna message them the next day i'm gonna message immediately immediately (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm kind of an immediate texter backer unless it's something that i have to check but in order to do that with peace in my heart, I had to learn that that's how I am and other people can reply in their own time, you know? And then, yeah, it also made me less stressed out because I don't necessarily look at my messages, you know? (laughs) I don't have time all the time to reply to them immediately. Um, Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I think none of us here, based on my communication with the both of you, 
are big texters. So we probably don't do a lot of judgment via how people text, but that's a huge genre of dating nowadays. Oh no, I, I am a big texter. I just like consistently forget to answer everybody. But when okay. I remember to answer, I'm, I fully judge people on how they text. And when I say, and when I say judge people on how they text, I, perhaps that's not like the right way to say this. I think it's that I think a lot is said in the way that people text each other. And I feel like I'm spending a lot of time, especially if I'm talking to somebody new, trying to figure out how it is that they communicate and then trying to figure out how I wish to communicate with them in this context. I'm like, I care a lot about that. I think it's like really important in terms of, you know, not things not getting lost in translation. Mm. So I think when people like send text messages and they haven't like thought about how someone will receive the text message, the different levels of nuance, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they just, when someone just like sends a text, I'm like, oh, yeah. you just, just, you just sent that. You just yeah, you think about anything like that. Yeah. You know? I am also like that. I consider, I consider when I text mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if everyone does, but I definitely consider and my fiance definitely considers, we consider. Cause I also, I guess like communication is like really a big thing and, and because so much does get lost in translation, you it's just be clear, as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. And what I do like about texting is that sometimes I get so nervous, like saying something face to face, I'd rather text and just like text a whole like, paragraph, a book. I will text mm-hmm. it to put my feelings down because I've thought I can process and think about mm-hmm. it and put it down and not feel the pressure of having to be super vulnerable eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's why I think, especially actually thinking about it now, and I realize that I, at least with people I've dated or semi-dated, I have spent a lot of in-person time with them in advance before we have a text-based relationship, which is why I actually think my, exactly. I know they'll know my tone. They'll know Mm -hmm. my like, um, syntax, even like the, the order in which I use my words. And so they can tell if it's humorous or or not. Um, so I think actually that that my friend's advice to to get out of the like Tinder box as soon as possible is, is a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any funny or uh, nightmare or? Um, great online dating stories online or not just dating. online not online not mm. just online rather just mm. stories I think yeah. the thing is the worst ones are usually the ones that I like cringe about are not the ones that are have like a great story it's just that I was so bored and so upset while I was there it like haunts <laughs> me do you know what I mean it's not that someone did something wacky duty and like something horrendous happened. It's like, I saw somebody that we're going to call him Stanley. Cause that's, that's the kind of the name matches. You're just going to call him Stanley. <laughs> and I remember being on the state and being like upset that I was like in public on the state with this person. <laughs> and that feels like such a mean thing to say, but I felt it so deeply in the core of my body because of his behavior and because of his like entire demeanor. And it, it made me, I, w- I went home and I was upset. And I called like four different friends so I could complain about the fact that I was so upset about this. And there's nothing nightmarish about this. But like when my friend bring one of my friends thinks the story is like really funny. And every once in a while, she'll just like say like the name Stanley. And I like lose control. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot believe that happened to me. I cannot believe this. I saw this person. What was going on? What was I thinking? What was he thinking? What was the world doing? What lesson was I supposed to be learning from this? Did I learn a lesson? Did I need to learn a lesson? Why is God cruel? Like that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how I still feel when I think about that particular day. It was awful. So bad. Oh my word. Anyway. We don't even know what happened on the date. Oh, you just that's- felt this embarrassment. I was so deeply embarrassed. So deeply. And I never felt like that in my life. This person didn't do anything. Oh, like it was near you. Incredibly obnoxious. Like okay. rude in a way where you don't recognize that you're rude. I looked mm. really, really cute on this date and then like put effort into like looking cute. Nice. The effort that was put in by this person was something that I've never, like, it was just like rolled out of bed pajamas kind of thing. 
Ooh, is like just like incredibly condescending but like in a way where he thought he was being suave oh, just like no. all of, it was so oh, confusing no, yeah yeah, yeah. it was yeah, yeah it was yeah, so yeah. bad and it was so funny because we're wa- it was a walking day because this is covid so that's all you can do is walk it was cold <laughs> out so we're walking and i'm he had only just moved to montreal maybe a couple months before and i was explaining like oh my neighborhood is right next to the mountain like the mountain's right there it's like another maybe 30 minutes up to the top and he's like okay let's do that and i was like no i said no like i the thing is i didn't even i didn't even stop to think about how my no came across i was like no i'm not doing that no. we're like on a very specific loop this date is like a very specific walking loop and we're five minutes away from where i drop you off and then i continue on my way so we're gonna continue you were like enough enough, enough. That's so funny. That was the worst. I still, Um, still cringe. You still cringe. Um, Do you want to tell us about the? I mean, let me see. I, for me, there's one standout situation in particular, um, and I still maintain that it's not on me because. Because we were friends for five years and I didn't know that your feelings had changed. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So I was. So what happened was I had a friend like and we were kind of close friends. And then one day he like, called me up, was like, hey, um, are you doing anything on Valentine's Day? And I was like, no, nah, I'm just like, uh, I don't have any plans. So he's like, why don't we go out to eat? And I was like, yeah, that's nice. I'm not doing anything. Um, I suppose I should have known something was going on because he was dressed really nicely which wasn't uh, usual. like he had a button uh-oh. down oh, you know going and also on. you had a button and, down on <laughs> well yeah because it was usually a t-shirt and then we went to this we sat down and it was like a kind of a nicer place and he was all like yeah no don't worry i'll be paying and i was like okay cool man that's fine and i <laughs> okay had, cool man good banter blah 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 and then at some point he got quiet and was like oh I wanted to ask you something I was like what's that he was like I was wondering if you would want to go out with me so I was like what do you mean (laughs) and he was like yeah like we go out together we we date you know and um I proceeded to laugh in his face because I thought he was joking I genuinely thought he was joking I thought he was joking Portia I know, I know, I know, I know. But actually, if you know how the story ends, I was right. I was right. I was Uh right. I'm not I'm not going to admonish anybody live. Um, but how do I summarize? It turns out that the only reason I was being asked out was because the person he was actually dating at the time, who was like this on and off person, looked less good on paper than I did. It was like, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind, I don't feel bad anymore. I'll feel bad. I feel nothing. I, I met yeah. certain criteria. You know, I'm sure Oof. people have different POVs on the matter, but I. <laughs> but that's my story. It's my experience, you know. Ooh. But definitely, I, actually... I felt I that was why. Like I looking back, I was like, oh no! Like you gather yourself to ask somebody out, and it's your friend, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that was embarrassing. Oh, I actually had a similar not same but similar where a guy in university um asked me if i wanted to go like get ice cream at mcdonald's and i was like Anytime. sure he he's he was a friend of mine but like not close friend um just like kind of an acquaintance friend so we mm. took the jammy jammy once again to the mall the jammy also went to the mall and um got to the mac the the mall got to the mcdonald's and we're in the queue i don't know that this is a date until we order the 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 ice creams and like he's like fumbling with money and it's like think coins are falling out (laughs) and like he's (laughs) like oh he's nervous oh this is a date oh my word I was caught, you know, when you're caught inside of a date and you didn't know it was a date and now you're. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And you, if you had known it was a date, you wouldn't have said yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. That sucks. Now we have to sit down and have these ice creams at the McDonald's. Oh, I, oh, I. Tears. I w- I wanted to cry. But oh that's goodness. one thing about dating apps that makes the difference is that you always know what is yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. You always know what is happening. That's the thing. Because I know personally, 
I am obtuse. The number <laughs> of times that someone has like flirted with me in public and I'm just like, are you lost? What? <laughs> huh? And then I realized afterwards, oh, this person was trying to get my number. And I was just like, you know, just being like, oh, like just what up? Just the, the number of times is nonsensical. It happens to me like twice a month that afterwards I'll be sitting down and I was like, oh, that person was coming on to me. Oh, okay. So I can't be trusted in these kinds of situations because I'll end up like at my own wedding, not having realized that I've been together with someone for 10 years. I appreciate clarity. Yeah. And there's there's something to be said about clarity on a a dating app. People are, Uh, you people. You have to be direct, you know, at some point. Or you get lost in that sauce, you know, where you're talking forever and then nothing's happening because everybody, (laughs) you know, just deciding Mm -hmm. to be stuck. Um, I've been caught in the middle of a date, except it went really well. And I was glad. Yeah, it was one of those situations. It was after the Women's March. Oh, my goodness. I was so, the first big one, you know, 2016 election. Yes. yeah, and then I, I I met up with like a friend, kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like we hung out for eight hours. That one is my special story. It's not for the well, it's not for oh, the public. Wow. But yeah, I like it. I I highly recommend. Uh, oh, is this oh is this coffee? No, I guess it's lunch. I guess we're going to dinner. What should we have? Oh, drinks? It's wow. like a good time. I thought you were gonna say I highly recommend the Women's March. <laughs> I also. <laughs> No, but I do highly recommend post-protest because you're fired up, you know, mm-hmm. you're like this world, the injustice. And you know you're yeah. on the same team at least. Yeah, yeah there's, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah You don't exactly. have to do like, it means that you've already done to a certain extent, like there's, there's like a certain level of vetting that's already happened. Because right, I'm one like of those people who like it, does the big Googles, you know? Yeah, I don't Google Oh, do anything. you? I do the big Googles, yeah, because we are living in the end times. Every other person. times. Yeah, every other person is, like, Nazi-affiliated. Every other person is, like, embarrassing on the internet. So Mm -hmm. I need to know what level of everything I'm dealing with. That you're not kind of streets again like you were last time. You don't want to hang out with Stanley by mistake. I'm not hanging out with Stanley again. You don't want to find yourself on a date with a proud boy. Like, that's that's exactly what it is. What a nightmare. Can you imagine? Can It happens. And it happens. That's the thing. So you, I do my Googles very, very intensely. Diligently. I'm finding your LinkedIn. I'm finding your grade seven math teacher. I don't care. as If it gives me the information I know to know that I am not in, in imminent danger or I'm not going to be cringing so embarrassed the whole time. Those are important to me. The, num- the number of times that I've been asked out by someone only to find out later that they have an Instagram poetry pr- page and the Instagram poetry <laughs> is like atrocious. Four. And so Four I times. encourage... Four times. I encourage people to do their Googles or, or get, get acclimated, get in, get into Instagram poetry. That's not good. It's like, it was like that. It was like Rupee. What's her name? Rupee Kaur. It was like, it was like Rupee. It was like really, really bad Rupee. You know, like that kind of like, I opened the door. It was my soul. Kind of like that kind of thing. What if if they opened the door to their soul? Maybe maybe it was, but it's not my business. That's the thing. Right. Right, But you're not trying to find that out. You don't want somebody who opens doors to their soul. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't need We have to wrap this up. I feel like we could talk forever and ever and ever. But to close out, I really feel like Maureen, just because we know and you mentioned it, you should take us out with the story of the book thief. So this was actually quite recent. I had already said that like me in 2021, I went on lots of dates. Most of them were bad. I was really unhappy in dating. So I was like, let's start off this new year, 2022. Let's just like try and find joy in this kind of process Mm -hmm. again, because I had really enjoyed it before pandemic. I just thought this was like, this is a great way to meet people. It's a great way to get out of my house. And I kind of wanted to find that again, because that's not where I was anymore. Um, So I start talking to this person. Um, We go on a date. We have a really lovely date. It was about four or five hours. We walked, if any, if you know Montreal, we walked all the way from Milton Park to St. Henry, which is like a long trek. And then back through the downtown, all the way to St. Laurent Metro. This is like, I got my steps in for the week, like on this walk. (laughs) Really nice walk. A couple of days later, we hang out again. It's going well. We hang out again the week afterwards. Um, Then it's like the end of the month. We've hung out maybe like four or five times. And this person, we like, we, we hang out the entire evening. He lives in the morning. Seems like it was perfectly fine. When he left in the morning, he borrowed a book of mine. Um, 
I wasn't worried about this book. I was like, I actually was quite happy that he took this book because when he took this book, I was like, oh my God, you want to read this book? Like, that's kind of hot of you. Like, cool. Was pleased about this, had a crush on this person. And it kind of did like the revamping I needed in my mind to be like, you know what? I can enjoy dating again. This can be like a positive thing. And I didn't really care what happened afterwards because I was like, I had my nice month. Like we can keep seeing each other. We can like not see each other anymore. It doesn't really matter because I feel like I've been spiritually reset by like this manic pixie dream person because that's essentially what he was. He was a manic pixie dream boy. You've never met one in real life. They exist. This was one of them. Um, So a little while later, we like text back and forth. He's like, oh, I have your book. I can get get it back to you. And I was like, oh, like no rush. I'll get it back to you. Get it back like the next time I see you. Then a week and a half later, I was like, hey, are you free? I can grab my book from you. He's like, oh, no, I'm busy, um, but I can drop it off this Twitch. He like never drops off the book. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, like maybe this person's busy, like it's fine. I messaged him maybe like a month later and I'm like, hey, like I do actually want that book back. Do you think you could drop it off in my mailbox? Because at this point, I was also like, we haven't seen each other in a while. We don't have to do whatever. Like, I want to give you an out. Like, you don't have to ring the doorbell. Wait for me. You can just put it in my mailbox. Um, Very nice message. Just like chill. But she didn't respond. Again, I kind of was like, I don't know what's going on here. My book. (laughs) Yeah. See, the thing is, he had also mentioned that he might go, might be going tree planting, which for people who do not live in Canada, tree planting is like a thing that um, lots of people do where you go off to like Alberta or Vancouver, Mm -hmm. not Vancouver or BC, and you literally plant trees. And like, usually you do like psychedelic drugs and you don't like shower super often. And it's like, it's like a really fun experience for everyone I know who's done it who like likes that kind of thing um so i i would i would fail in this environment personally i think both of you would also fail in this environment like that's why that i guess 100%. um it needs to be a day trip for me i'll take multiple yeah. day trips but i'm <laughs> exactly. not going to be with exactly planting exactly so i was like oh maybe he's off tree planting right now i don't know but i was kind of like again this was like a positive experience for me This reset my brain so i'm not upset about it until i went to a concert in the month of june at this concert i see this man <laughs> I go, this is not, he's not tree planting. What's happening? Why? Mm. And I, I'm like, and I'm trying to figure out how do I feel about this? Do I want my book back? Do I want to hook up with this person again? I am conflicted. I have no idea what my feelings are. <laughs> so concert ends. I like go home and I'm like, so weird that I saw this person. Now I really want my book back. Like if you're here, why haven't I gotten my book back? This is so weird. <laughs> um, fast forward to the Saturday after this, I'm walking down to the canal. Canal is like a nice little fun spot in Montreal during the summer walking down to the canal and I walk past this man in the street, just <laughs> fully on the sidewalk, walk past him. Oh my goodness. I will say, I will say, yeah, I didn't tell you this part, Pusha. I will say that when I saw him, I had very different, like much longer hair. And mm. at this time I had like Bantu knots in. And we already know that like, this confuses white people. This is a white guy. Like, <laughs> I have no idea if he recognized me or not, but we absolutely like crossed eyes. So I'm like, walk. And I'm like, I just saw this guy again. What's going on? Like, I haven't seen you for months and I see you twice in a week. Like, this is absurd. And then I started to get irritated because I was like, this is f- with all of my good vibes that I created about the month that we hung out. Like, I had really good vibes about it. And now now I'm just walking past this thief of my book in the street. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, it needs, in order for this to work, you need to be off tree planting. But you're not. I don't like this anymore. So I was like, you know what? F this. I'm getting my book back. So you have to remember that I had already asked my book back twice before. Yes. To which I'd received no answer. And I am I was leaving Montreal, right? I was like, I'm almost I'm almost out of here. I'm. It's time for me to collect my things. So I messaged yeah. him and I'm like, hey, don't know what the deal is. The book you borrowed was one that I really liked. I've asked for it. I'm not sure I haven't gotten it back. Like I've already given you my address. You can just put it in my mailbox. My address is above. Thanks. It was like, that wasn't actually what it said, but it was like the same vibe, but more like (laughs) powerful, powerful, forceful, and hot. I felt like the message was really hot. And I was really proud of myself. I was like, this is such a hot message. Like I sound so cool and like so grown. So like I sound so grown and empowered. I sound very empowered and hot. And I was like, this is the hottest message ever. I'm so proud of myself. I sent that message to him on the like a Sunday morning after I saw him at the canal, to which that afternoon afternoon I get a text message from him that says I just dropped it off in your mailbox and I was like I'm so confused about why it took you four months to do this I don't understand (laughs) it makes no sense you also have a car don't get it we have robust trans transit system in Montreal don't get it whatever but I was like whatever I got my book back my book was in the mailbox in pristine condition I wasn't even because I even said in the message if it's messed up like whatever I don't care I'd just like to know I'd like my book back book was in pristine condition and I was like okay I got my book back like amazing five days later I'm on the metro <laughs> who gets into my metro car but this man again and I'm just like what's happening what's going on and he has a book and he's reading he's reading another book <laughs> here's here's why this story is like important so 
The reason I thought that it was cute that this person borrowed this book from me was because the book was Islands of Decolonial Love. I don't know if you've heard about this book before. It's like a book of poetry and prose and like short stories um, by an indigenous author. It's a very beautiful book. Um, and so when he chose this from like my bookcase on an evening where I will also say we independently read in my room. This is like, which is a part of why you see the manic pixie nonsense. And right? he did the thing with the game. Oh, he did the thing. with. The, that's like another. It's like yeah, another, it's a whole other thing. A whole, no other thing. Just manic pixie dream boy, whatever. Um, So I was like, wow, it's so hot that you want to read this book because the bar is in hell. You care about colonization or something, whatever. And I was like, that's so hot of you. Um, I told this to my friend Covey. And she like looks at me and she's like, so you're telling me that a white man came to your house. <laughs> you had you had relations with him. He took a book <laughs> about indigeneity and colonization <laughs> and then he didn't give it back to you, black woman. And I, sat, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, my God, it's true. And I said, it's true. And I was like, his, his ancestors colonized land. He tried to colonize my bookcase. And I said, the book stops here on the colonization. I said, no. I said, yes. no. I said, I'm yes. getting my book back. I said, this book is symbolic of so much more. So much more. Yes. yes. You will not come into my house. You will not come into my house and colonize things. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. Not me, not my bookshelf. Okay. Not, yeah. not me, not my bookshelf. And not you know me, what, though? Bookshelf. Like, it really is. It's truly the metaphor. Because not only did he take the book, that he asked, right? Like, do mm. you mind if I take this? Right? Yeah. Do you mind? And then you did not mean the same thing. It's like when they make the treaty, you know? Yeah. And then they keep it, keep it, keep it. You're like, can I have, can I have my book back? Can I have my back? back? And then what do they do? Four months later, drop it unceremoniously in the mailbox. Don't even say, I'm sorry it took so long. It, I did actually do you wrong. I guess there was a, like zero acknowledgement, just like give you a pittance of a book back. Was it even still okay? Had he bent it? It was. It, it actually, it actually was in good condition because I was expecting. He didn't to read it. He no, didn't see, read he, it. he told me he read it. He told me he read it. Lies. He lies. Yeah, you think he lies? See, I mean, maybe <laughs> even if it was in good condition, it wasn't energetically. It wasn't energetically. <laughs> it was energetically. It was so funny, too, because the last time I saw him on the train, I was texting my roommate about this. And I was like, he's reading a book, blah, blah. She was like, oh, my God, what book is he reading? And I was like, if we're staying on theme, it's probably like The Wretched of the Earth by Franz Fanon that he stole from an yeah. Asian girl. Like, he's just continuing, you know, just going through the. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god, this was so much fun. This was please really fun. Um, yeah, I would come love back. to. I would love to. Okay. Um, I don't know how to end this. Do you have a quote, Nomsa? We're just gonna shut it down and be like, this was a fun episode. No <laughs> shut it down. no order. Just like I will just say, look, the streets are what they are. They're the streets, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're dealing with cis men, you know, just hold <laughs> it. Oh, God down. be okay. with me. You God be are with the me. real soldiers, you know. Okay. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye. 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 If you listen to the show and you like it and you love it and you want to support it and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, please hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any questions, comments, or comments, please email us at assumeitwillbebrilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.